potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase. At Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome to this week in Molar Crusader Sports here on ESPN powered by Sidearm Sports and Firestone Complete Auto Care in Kenwood. Contact Derek Lester at Fire Complete Auto Care in Kenwood at 513-401-7892 for all of your complete auto care needs. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Muller Athletic Director Mike Asbeck here on Let's Go Big Note bigmo.com for the winter season finale uh, mike good morning how are you on this ra- rainy monday uh rainy monday but doing great uh looking forward for the home stretch for a number of, couple of our winter sports and uh obviously starting to gear up towards spring so Absol- hopefully that'll bring the sun out a little bit as we move forward absolutely uh, that would certainly be a good thing here uh, in the area and to enjoy it during the week as opposed to the weekend as well and get some of those spring sports in but as we're heading into the spring now in the final season of this school year, when you look back and take stock of not only the winter but the fall seasons, what do you feel is the overall state of Mulder Crusader athletics right now? I think the, the, the future is bright. I mean, it's it's a great day to be a Crusader. And I think, uh, you know, I think uh, you take the fall and the success we had, uh, whether it be some tour events with our cross-country events, our golf team finishing fourth, our soccer team making it on a long run in the tournament again, The you know, with the new hire of Mark Elder as a football coach, um, you know, those things uh, just kind of built the momentum coming into the winter, and obviously winter, uh, with the, the success we're wrapping up with, talking about, um, has been has been great, and I think for across the board, uh, with some of our stepping, some of the opportunities some of our programs have made in stepping forward, and then obviously uh, we're leading into the, the spring with a lot of momentum and a lot of ex- high expectations for what we've got coming up here in the spring. So I think, uh, you know, athletically uh, the, the mood is right, and I think, uh, you know, we'll wrap up this winter the right way in the next couple of weeks here and then uh, uh, get ourselves geared up for the spring when the weather gets nice and uh, keep the momentum going uh, heading into the summer. Let's get into it and talk about some of these individual winter sports. Let's start off with the uh, hockey team, as we generally have here in, during the winter season. Tough seasons we kind of touched on last week, but you've had a lot of injuries and a lot of youth being asked to take on larger roles maybe before they may have been ready to step in and perform at that level. Uh, when you're evaluating things after a season is over and the way that the season went along, do you take those things into consideration, the injuries and the, the workload from the youth when you're evaluating the program? Well, you know, I do. I know Coach Gibson does. And then, you know, I think that's the, you know, his evaluation of the team and how we progress. And I do think to finish roughly 500 and, you know, with the schedule we played and with the youth and the injuries we, uh, you know, with the youth that played and got better and progressed throughout the season, some of the injuries we sustained. I think our JV team did extremely well this year. Uh, so I think, and then a number of the kids we have coming in for next year are going to increase. Uh, that opportunity for us to be successful. So I think all that stuff will be taken into consideration how we game plan and move forward into next year. Coach Gibson, I have I have full trust that he's going to, you know, look at everything that happened. You know, make make sure we're doing the right things, uh, continue to do the right things, and the things that need tweaked, we'll get them tweaked and uh, make sure that those things are uh, all geared up for for next year. Let's move on and talk about your uh, bowling team here. It's kind of a tough go for a large part of the regular season, but they seem to really find a, a second gear 
late in the regular season, as we talked about placing well in that uh, GCL quad match near the end of the regular season. They get through and, and actually advance all the way through to the districts. Uh, the way they responded late in the season to turn it on and start to turn out the, the performances, what does that say about the character of the men on that team? Well, it says a lot, and I think all those guys uh, performed well. I think the sectional tournament kind of was a microcosm of their season. I mean, they had a, had a great first game, and then they kind of struggled in the second game, and they had a great third game in their Baker matches. Did really well to get them to a fourth-place sectional finish, and then obviously moving on to the districts. Uh, and things played out the way they did there this past week. But, you know, I think, you know, again, the numbers are great for bowling. I think Coach Meisdorfer does a great job. And I think those kids respond, and I think, you know, uh, the interest level is there, the opportunities are there, um, and I think uh, those guys are going to take the momentum they had at the end of the season, work in the off season on some of the things that, you know, they need to work on and uh, gear up towards coming back for uh, uh, 2021. This is a very senior-laden team this year, so you're going to have a, a lot of guys to replace just body-wise there. How, how do you go about that? And as you said, is – is the interest level for bowling rising with the, the team's performance late in the season? Absolutely. I think our lower levels, we actually had two lower-level teams, and uh, I think those uh, those numbers and, and the competition and pushing each other and, and, and those guys, uh, you know, it's only going to bode well for the future. And I think uh, the opportunities these guys have had and the, the level at which they played and playing in the GCL South and playing against some of the best teams in the area, uh, you know, weekly, uh, presents an opportunity for these guys to work and strive uh, to make sure they're staying up to par with the, that competition. Wrestling season winding down uh, as well there. Kind of take us through the season in general, maybe some of the highlights and uh, how you felt maybe this season for the wrestling team went, maybe compared to preseason expectations. Well, I mean, we've gone through how We finished very high in some of, some of our nationally ranked tournaments. And I think, you know, uh, coming at, to the end of the season, you want to be wrestling well and you know, I think the highlight is it was the sectional this past week in Lebanon. I mean, we finished fourth, we, you know, and then we had seven guys advanced on to the districts this week with either first or second place. We had a couple third-place finishes. Um, you know, so I think the opportunity is there uh, for them to kind of see if we can get some guys advanced to the state. You know, some guys who stood out were Kirk Thompson and uh, John Sanchez and Scully. Uh, Scully and his, uh, these guys have done really well. Uh, the guy, those three guys, along with Nolan Moore, uh, Braden Zenny, um, um, Brad Hornback, Tristan McKenzie, those guys all advanced and did really well uh, this past weekend at Lebanon. We'll be interested to see. I know Coach uh, uh, Lindsey is really excited to see what these guys can do and see if we can get a couple guys through uh, to the states uh, the following weekend. So good season for them, and obviously we wish them the best of luck, and hopefully they can get on through to the state there. Let's move on to uh, swim and dive, as we kind of touched on last week. Uh, that's it's still a building program, and trying to get uh, trying to get a, trying to get those numbers up where you'd like them to be. But you still had multiple guys go to state. We saw what happened at the state meet. Saint Xavier goes on and wins a state title, and seemingly that's what they've done almost every year. When you look at that program in Saint Xavier, do you feel like that gives your your team and your coaches, as you're building this program, that extra shot of motivation that, hey, th this other team in our league has the talent, so there is talent around here that can get us to that level? Well, I think swimming is an anomaly. Uh, I think uh, St. X swimming, is, you know, is, is they're their own animal, and then everybody else competes in the state. Everybody from the state goes to St. X to swim, 
and trying to get our program to that point is, is obviously a goal to where guys are choosing to come here and swim. I know a couple of years ago when we were state runner-up uh, to them, uh, it was a great challenge uh, to get that, and our guys achieved a lot. And I know Coach Wiley does a great job uh, in getting our guys prepared. And obviously it's a numbers game. We have some youth. I think you showed in getting a couple of our younger guys through to the state but I think those numbers will, will increase and, and the opportunities will increase for those guys to compete. And, and the, they're challenging themselves to get to that point. I, I think you know the other part is our diving uh, uh, with Gavin Osterday and the fact that he was able to, you know, the last four years make it to the state meet. We were able to garnish points off his performance from the diving side really has helped out uh, to bolster the opportunities for some scoring at the state level and the district levels. And uh, hopefully we'll continue that uh, as we move forward. You talked about there, and also uh, specifically with the hockey team, a lot of youth being asked to step into these situations and the in these matches and meets and however, however you want to determine. Uh, how how does that bode for the future then? That you have so much youth coming in and being asked to perform now. How do you think that will pay off for them in the long run? Well, it always does. I mean, youth youth being exposed to competition and, and those challenges is, is a is a building block and. I think every time these guys have had an opportunity to compete, they, they've taken on that challenge and it kind of sets the bar where they need to be and it kind of puts a mental uh, challenge in their head so in the off season they know what they need to gear toward and what they need to work toward. So I think whether you're talking on any of our sports here, if you're and when you have some youth and you're working through some of those challenges, that, that, that will bode well for you in the future as those guys get older and understand what those challenges are, what they need to meet in the future moving forward. And as finally, as we always like to do here on the Week Lady Podcast, let's talk about your basketball team. Of course, they're still going, and they've made easy work of the, the, the OHSA tournament thus far through Little Miami and Coleraine in the sectional, and then Western Hills in the district semifinal. You move on this Sunday to take on Springboro in the district final. Obviously, we're going for the three-peat here to try and capture another state championship. As you're going through this process and what you've seen, maybe talking to Coach Kramer, is there anything in particular that maybe stands out from this team that's different from the past couple of years, which resulted in state titles? Well, you know, I think that's the ultimate goal, and these guys are working extremely hard to get to it. I think we were challenged. I mean, I know you look at the score from Saturday's game, and those who weren't there would think, well, it's a blowout, but I mean, we were challenged early, and I give a lot of credit to Western Hills. They do a great job with the, their guys, and they did a great job coming out, challenging us up front, and make uh, making us feel uncomfortable. And I think that you know, so I give them a lot of credit. But our guys persevered; they they reacted. They, their first two games of the tournament, we we faced two total two teams who kind of had a total different style than what we were faced uh, on Saturday night. And I'm sure Springboro this Sunday will, will pose the exact same challenge. They're watching to see what what uh, what they can take advantage of. But our guys are resilient. We've we've been here. We've been in these situations. We've played in these big games. And you know they they're not going to be like this moving forward. And we know that. And I think the opportunity these guys have is, is on the table. But they also know that you know on any given night, hot shooting team if we're not prepared can from this point on can 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 knock you out. So. Um, you know they're, they're motivated. They're they're they're. This is March basketball, um, special time of year. These guys are excited for you know Springboro at three o'clock at the Cintas Center this Sunday. Um, and uh, you know by the way, uh, pre-sale tickets will be on sale here at school all week. 
So if you need your tickets, it'll be a long line with four games going on at Cintas on Sunday. So uh, make sure if you're planning on going to that game and you need tickets, get them here at school this week. As you're moving into this district final against Springboro and looking at the way the season's gone, obviously it starts on the defensive end. You've only given up more than 60 points one time on the season, and that was the early season loss to, to St. Vincent, St. Mary. Uh, how how do you feel that that kind of consistent level of defense can get you through the tournament here when you're going against every week, you're going to get the team that gets better and better and better? Well, listen, uh, our, you, we can talk about scoring and all that. It's our defense. I mean, literally, you're right, the Akron St. B's game, the 60 points given up. You know, we we know going into games that, I mean, people are going to have to try and score against us. And if you're, if you're going to score in the 40s, we're, I like our chances. Uh, so our defense has been stellar. Our pressure has been stellar. Um, our guys, you know, defend very well. And we've got an array of talent that we can substitute in and out from a depth standpoint. So where a game may pose itself to be uh, quite close or competitive early on with our depth and our rotations, by the time we get to the end of the third and fourth quarter, we're a lot of times able to wear some teams down in those opportunities. So I think our depth, our defense has been unbelievable this weekend. And I think teams, you know, psychologically maybe press a little bit thinking that they got to take advantage of every opportunity they have. And if they don't, then it's going to bite them and that puts them in the hole. And, you know, uh, then obviously our offense has been good enough to put us in some great situations in that regard. And that game is this Sunday, tipping off at 3 o'clock over at the Cintas Center on the campus of Xavier University. Mike, as you're looking at this team and the way they're going through right now, and obviously Coach Kramer won't allow it, but to look for, have you had a chance to look forward in the bracket and see some potential opponents down the road that if you get past Springboro, and assuming you do, and we hope that you do, that you see on the, in the bracket and in the draw that think, man, this is going to be a real challenge for us? Well, the rest of the way out is, Springboro's a very good team, and you know we we obviously understand that. You get the district finals, and we understand that. And then it doesn't get any easier between you know Lakota West is having a great run right now. Centerville we played earlier. They're probably Centerville is probably the hottest team playing right now out of the Dayton area. And they you know although we played them earlier in the year, they are really playing well at this point. And you know you have Lakota East um, on the other side, and uh, you know they're going to end up playing a South Sour X and. You know, everybody's playing well. And, you know, we are going, anybody who plays us, we are going to be their Super Bowl. And uh, we understand that. And we're going to come up and have to rise to the challenge each night. Uh, the crowds will be against us. Everybody will be against us. And, um, you know, it's just something we've gotten used to. And we'll, we'll take on those challenges as they come. Hopefully we're still talking about them when we reconvene on March 30 for the spring premiere of this weekly AD podcast. Uh, as we wrap up the winter season and move into spring, Mike, can you kind of give us a kind of a, a sneak preview of what we're going to see and what we're going to be talking about come spring sports season? Well, it's busy. Spring is a compact, uh, really busy time. It's really once we get started, it's about a six- or seven-week season. Um, but I know lacrosse, you know, the numbers are great. You know, we, we're, we're excited about the opportunity they open up at uh, Loveland um, on uh, March the 20th. Uh, baseball, you know, we're finishing up uh, cuts and tryouts now, and we're getting our, the team in position, you know. Um, really excited about some of the opportunities. We'll talk more about it, but our pitching staff, some of our offensive opportunities. 
They open up uh, against Strongsville and Prasco on March 28th. And then uh, rugby, where they actually open up this weekend. We've got a 10-team uh, tournament that's going to be held out back here at Moeller. Obviously, our football field under construction, so we'll be on the soccer and the All Saints side fields. Uh, so they're getting things kicked off early. Our tennis, I know Coach Alexander is very, um, or Coach, Coach Thompson is very um, ex- ex- excited about what we have coming back. Um, they open up against Dakota West uh, at Blue Ash um, at, on, at the Blue Ash Y on March 30th. Uh, track, uh, you know, we've got a lot of guys who are combo sports guys. We've got a lot of fall sports guys. So football team and stuff that also participate in our track team, which which is going to be uh, exciting to see how they transition. And they'll kick things off on uh, March 28th at the Northwest Invitational. And then volleyball, you know, Coach Lee Myers, kicking his inaugural season off and uh, the guys have said this before but they've worked really hard and they're preparing themselves really well and you know they've been working uh, every night in the gym working around the basketball team and they kick things off in a, in a tri-match in Louisville against uh, Louisville St. X and Trinity on uh, March 22nd so we've got a really busy spring coming ahead of us after we get things wrapped up for the winter but uh uh, we'll be excited for it, and I uh, look forward to talking about it on future podcasts. Absolutely, and that spring premiere will come March 30th. Uh, Mike, it's been a great winter season. We certainly appreciate your time, not only today, but joining us throughout the winter season to talk about Crusader Athletics and a lot of exciting things going on. I agree. Thanks, thanks, Jason. Absolutely. That is Muller Athletic Director Mike Asbeck joining us here on Let'sGoBigMo.com for the winter season finale of the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.